BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? I'm recording this in the middle of the night. It's midnight. And, you know, I just needed to take a minute and record this in the quiet without the chaos of my house. And, you know, I come down here sometimes in the morning and record it, but I got to fly to New York tomorrow. So I am down here. I lit a candle. I've got the lights low. I've got my yummy Mrs. Eatwell cheetah print, full cheetah suit. And I'm cozy. I've got a fuzzy sock from Old Navy on. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I want to check in with y'all. And I can't wait to get to the absolutely not hotline because a lot of y'all called in with some crazy shit this week. But I wanted to take a quick second and do an emotional check-in with everyone because I feel like I, wellness update, am not well. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've been in a little bit of a funk, and I don't mean to start the podcast off on a serious note, but I don't know how to get out. I went to Florida. I had five great shows. They were fantastic. I had so much fun. The audiences were so amazing. I'm loving the new material. You know, it's not a creative rut. I feel like I'm in the right spot, but I'm short with everybody in my family. I've been short with my my love. I've been short with everything. And, you know, I've realized I'm one person and I can't do everything. And I'm, I've been trying to be good at delegating, but I don't know what I got to do to get out of this funk. (laughs) You know, and I know we go through seasons in life and everything has been up, 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 even during the pandemic. Like, yeah, it was stressful, but it's been up, up, up. And I just feel like the more things that I pile on professionally, the, while it's exciting for me, it has put major strains on so many relationships in my life of just the busier I get, the more people even need for me outside of that. And I probably should not turn this into a podcast episode and I should just call my therapist. I've been trying to, 
link up with this therapist in Florida who my friend suggested I talk to. And I have texted this woman and she and I have gone back and forth with like witty banter. And she, I send her gifts or gifs of like, you know, Kim Zolciak lighting up a cigarette in a convertible. And I'm like, can't wait to talk to you next week. And then she has to reschedule. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I need this bitch from Florida to fucking call me back. You know what I mean? I need an hour to myself that is not recorded for public consumption, i.e. this podcast, because I sometimes abuse this as like my own therapy session, even though I think it's cathartic for other people. But I need to talk to somebody, you know, professionally right now. And I was really excited to talk to a bitch from Florida because let me tell you something right now. You want to know who has great advice and also horrific advice at the same time? Floridians. You've never felt an energy like a West Palm Beach energy. And let me tell you what, we were there. We were there this weekend. Great shows. But you know what I mean? In a crowd of 450 people packed into a comedy club, there's like 10 of them that are sus. And that's just Florida. And I'm from Georgia, and I feel like as a neighboring state, I can say that. It's like people from New Jersey and New York can beef, and that's their shit. I'm allowed to fucking peel back the layers of the, you know, the the nuances of Floridian life. And West Palm Beach is a wild place. Lots of money. But then if you also, like, turn the corner, no money. You know what I'm saying? Also, it was Tiffany Trump's wedding this weekend. We were not invited. Don't know why. Can't imagine why I was not invited to that. But I'll tell you what. The photos of Donald, her father, just with a thumbs up in every fucking wedding photo. I don't care what your political stance is. I would rather my father be dead, i.e. my dad is dead, than if my real life father would have done a thumbs up in every single one of my wedding photos. (laughs) You know, that's a dark joke to make. But I was looking at these photos of Tiff Trump and I'm like, this motherfucker has a thumb up in every single photo. And then like nobody in the family photos are touching. And that was odd to me. It was odd. It was odd. But we drove past Mar-a-Lago. And, you know, you just felt an energy shift. Being on actual Palm Beach Island, you feel an energy shift. But then when you cross the bridge and you're back to like where normal folks are, I mean, I was still across from like a restoration hardware. So don't like, I was still living a bougie shrimp cocktail, cloud couch kind of vibe. But as soon as you crossed over that bridge over to where like the Breakers Hotel is and these like quadrillion, multi, multi million dollar homes are, you just felt an energy shift. You felt like everybody's dad or stepdad would be in their wedding photo with just a thumbs up and nobody hugs and no one knows how to talk about their emotion. You know what I mean? And everyone has veneers. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone has veneers and no one is speaking to each other. And that, my friends, is what you call America. But yeah, I've been in an emotional funk And I was really, I need to get on the books with this Floridian therapist. I don't know why she lives in Florida, but I think I told you all this, but the first time I, my friend hooked me up with her, I sent her a message and it was a little frantic. It was right before my wedding and I was spiraling and I was having like a very stressful moment. And I text this woman because you know, that's the best way apparently to get in, in touch with professionals these days. 
And I texted her and I was like, hey, girl, I was, you know, I was referred to you by, let's say, Michelle. Michelle, she said, you're fantastic. I just have a lot on my plate and I think it's, you know, great to not bitch about it to my family members and talk to somebody. So anyways, I'm a comedian, but not like a sad comedian. Happy. Ha ha ha. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do anything crazy. Like, I'm not like a depressed comedian. I laugh all the time. Literally in caps, I put full of joy with like 65 emojis of like the blonde headed woman in the purple shirt with her hands up like, I don't know. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Happy. So happy. Maybe that's why. Maybe she's like, I can already clinically diagnose this woman's fucking unhinged and insane. All right. So picture this, right? It's the summertime. Maybe you got a bad sunburn. Maybe you need to get a mole check. You're sitting around, you're like, ah, shit. Do you know how long it takes to get into a damn dermatologist's office? I don't have time. I can't wait till December to when this mole's probably turning into something it shouldn't have. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to go on ZocDoc, which is a free app. Literally download it to your phone. You go on the app, you go, all right, say I'm in Wisconsin. I need, uh, what am I looking for? Dermatologist. Well, when I like the appointment, very soon. What's my insurance? Plug that into this little bad boy app, and guess what? It will show you doctors who are in network around your area and have appointments. You can literally in the app, book the appointment with the doctor instead of having to call and get some cranky old nurse or, you know, some old secretary on the phone who's like, I'll call you back in four months. Our next appointments and, you know, next July, you're like, bitch, that's a year from now. I don't have time for this. What I love about ZocDoc, it makes it so easy. You literally book it right through the app and it's amazing. And guess what? It's a free app. All you do is download at ZocDoc.com and you're right there. Go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free, then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are usually available within 24 hours, so no months of waiting in to see somebody. Again, that's Zoc, Z-O-C, D-O-C dot com slash absolutely. That's ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. I love ZocDoc. I've been using it forever. Get your moles checked. ZocDoc.com. Our next product has literally been a part of my morning routine every freaking day. And I start my day with Athletic Greens because it just sets me up for success. I don't have to take a bunch of different supplements, a bunch of loose pills in a drawer somewhere. I have everything all in one scoop. I literally take one scoop of Athletic Greens and I put it in a little bit of water, maybe even a little bit of juice. Wolf it back. It actually tastes delicious. And I know that I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, basically to help me start my day right. This special blend of ingredients supports my gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And here's the thing. You know we're all about to get that seasonal depression. Well, we're not going to because we're going to take our athletic greens. And the cool thing is, Athletic Greens right now is giving everybody a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Do you know how important vitamin D is during these cold, dark months? If you can't get out there and get the sun naturally, get that vitamin D. And I love Athletic Greens vitamin D because it comes in a little dropper. It's so easy to take. It's not another pill you got to take. So to make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends recently, though, like sidebar conversations, and they're all in this weird 
spot. And if you're not in a weird spot, I want you to know, go be a free bird. You know, rollerblade in the dark with your panties off. Do you, boo. If you are cooking with gas, just bop, bop, bop in a good spot, then don't listen to me. Fast forward just to the voicemails. But it has felt like there's been a little bit of a weird energy shift. And I know I get weird this time every year. I'm basically the dad of my family now and I got to plan Christmas and I'm planning Thanksgiving, where we're going, what we're doing, who's house sitting, who's watching the dogs. You know what I mean? There's, there's a million things to coordinate. My mom just had fucking cataract surgery. And sweet Jeffrey took her to her appointment. And I just thought that was so sweet. And he was there for like six hours locked in this like eye clinic. And of course, Robin is so fucking terrible at details. So the surgeries at 930, they show up at like 645 in the morning. Not necessary. You know, and Jeff's texting me. I'm taking off from West Palm and Jeff's texting me. He's like, they're not going to take her back till 11 a.m. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill everybody here. They won't let me leave and get a Chick-fil-A biscuit or a fucking bagel. So he was angry. So the emotions are flying. And I'm like, can you just handle the situation? I'm in Florida. I did five shows this fucking weekend. And I'm out here fighting humidity, homophobia for who? I don't know. You know, but you can't say gay in Florida. So, and I had two gays with me. So, you know, I was throwing bows. But then I got, I landed in Atlanta. And as soon as I came home, I just got in the, came in the house with like this horrible fucking energy, gave Jeff a kiss. And I went upstairs and I just started like ripping through fucking laundry and swiffering aggressively. And I don't know. I think it's because I'm gone all the time that when I come home, I have like one Monday to get my life into order. And then I repack and then I leave the next day. And it's a very weird nesting energy. It's like I come home and I want to reorganize the closet, but I don't have time to do that. I have a podcast to get done. I have three auditions. I have a pitch for this new show I'm trying to sell. I've got edits to the comedy special, all of this shit. Like there's 16 hours worth of shit to be done. And I just panic because I want, I'm craving. 45 fucking minutes to do something like, I don't know, change out all the hand soaps in each bathroom and like fold towels. Like I watched a TikTok about how having just a loose hand towel, you know, a communal fucking hand towel, which I don't know why we haven't thought about this before. A communal hand towel in a bathroom is fucking disgusting. You should have, you can, I saw this TikTok, you go to the dollar store, okay? You get a, you get like, 20 little hand towels, little small washcloths, roll them up like, like it's a hotel luxury linen, put them on a nice little medicine tray, you know, something nice and acrylic, maybe a silver platter, put it in your bathroom, get a small trash can next to the sink, you know, one for your trash, a receptacle for your trash, and then like a nice maybe wicker trash can. And that's where you throw your little hand towels. And then that way you're not you know, wiping your ass, washing your hands, and then putting the residual doo-doo on the communal towel. And let me tell you something right now. So we were down in West Palm. We went to the Breakers for a drink after my Sunday show. <laughs> and my friend Tina obviously is there, and her mom came up to the show. And when Tina's mom and my mom, we when we were all in Lake Como together, they went to this very, very exclusive hotel where we stopped for a drink on the boat. And both of them came up, came up the stairs with, all of the napkins, you know, that said the hotel on it. It was like Villa de Este. And they, they were like, guess what? 
we shoved about 400 of those Villa d'Este napkins in our purses. And I'm like, we can't take you fucking anywhere. So as soon as we walked into the breakers, Tina looked at her mom. She goes, do not fucking go to the bathroom and steal all the monogrammed hand towels. We are here. Have some class. You know, but that's, you know, the hustler inside of you goes, that's, and you know, in those kind of hotels, it's not a monogrammed thick terry cloth towel. It's a really like 25 inch ply, almost paper towel, but it's soft. Like you could use it on your face and you don't know where they make these. I think angels from the Lord make these towels, but everything has the stamp that says the Breakers Palm Beach. And because Tina's mom didn't take any, I at least took five. You know what I mean? I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to wrap up a sandwich in the Delta Sky Club, wrap it up. You're not supposed to take the food out, but I'm going to. I'm going to wrap that bad boy up, shove it in my bag so I have a little something to munch on on the airplane. You know, because a regular napkin or paper towel could not keep all of the accoutrements from a sandwich together in one place. But you know what can? A fancy fucking 200-ply monogrammed paper towel from a five-star hotel it can. But anyways, back to my funk. Florida, you know, did me so right creatively and we had so much fun working out the new stuff, but I don't know why. I just come home and I'm like, for one day, I'm just fucking like, I, I got in my closet today and I was just sort of crying and I'm like, what is happening? I know I'm under a lot of stress professionally of a lot of things that I have to get done that if I don't do it, it won't get done because it rides on me. You know, I'm the face of it. And I'm just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is right now. I'm stressed with Jeff. I'm taking it out on him. He's taking it out on me. My mom's short. My sister's short. Like we're all just short. And I think it's because it's stirring the pot. I really genuinely think it's because the holidays are a hard time. And I don't always think I acknowledge it. Like I say it to myself and some of my friends, but I think there's just been so much that's been going on this year, you know, professionally, like finishing out the tour and then having the big wedding in Italy and the special. And it is 100% coming to me right now. Why I'm overwhelmed. Oh my God. Loser. <laughs> it's because anytime I want to have a conversation and ask somebody for business advice, life advice, fucking marriage advice, I want to call my dad and I can't. And it's been interesting. I we get really anxious before the last farewell tour, like before the shows. And it was just kind of like a central nervous thing. Like I couldn't eat before the shows. And working out all this new material about my marriage, <laughs> which can't wait for Jeff to hear these jokes. But I realized, you know, a lot of the last tour, I kind of broke down about like how, you know, my relationship with my dad and, you know, there's so much dark humor there. But I realized I was sitting at the airport today, just rough and raw, like hadn't even brushed my hair wearing the same fucking three, three shirts. And, and I have an oversized shirt that makes me look like an absolute... Denver lesbian in the best way, a black t-shirt, which is my uniform from Lululemon in my Lululemon pants. Okay. So I'm Lulu'd out and I'm sitting there with my hair in a messy bun. My hair extensions are hanging on for dear fucking life. And I thought about it. I was like, why with this 
new material and starting this whole new tour have I not had any anxiety? Like I haven't had these like panic moments before I go out on stage and I and I had a moment and I'm working this out with you guys and I hope it's okay that we're I'm doing this on the podcast. Oh my God, what the fuck is happening? I don't know if because the old material was about my dad and it was some sort of weird like trauma release. God, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast and I am literally choking right now. I don't know if it's because Every day on stage, I would get up and go and like describe a very traumatic time in my life. And obviously, it's very cathartic for me in a humorous way to discuss it. And I'm glad that I shared that. And I didn't feel sad like after I make jokes about my dad. I don't feel sad. But I was sitting at the West Palm Airport and I and I just smelled. You know, when you're like, like I just was, my hygiene was not great this morning. And I had just eaten like a dry Starbucks breakfast sandwich. And I was sitting there just like, ugh. And it dawned on me in a weird way. I was like, why haven't I had like these like weird, anxious feelings going into the new material? And I think it's also a beautiful like creative moment. Like whenever you start a new project, it's exciting in the beginning stages of like, there is no fear because there's nothing to lose. You're you're starting from scratch. You know, if you get to the end of the tour and the next special and it's not where it needs to be, well, then it's a complete failure. But I'm having so much fun writing new shit and starting from scratch. And this is the fun part of the creative process. You know, your girl's jet setting and always on the road. And I swear by my away luggage. I love away. I think it is the best brand when it comes to luggage on the market. I buy it for everybody at the holidays. I get them a whole new set to encourage travel in the new year. And here's the deal. I believe that if you give somebody the gift to travel, you're really giving them what they really want. And this is why I love Away suitcases. All of them are built to last with durable, lightweight exteriors that can withstand even the toughest and roughest of baggage handlers. And every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack in more and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. This is the kicker, though. They have four 360 spinner wheels guaranteed the smoothest roll, even through the most hectic of airports and stations. And they have a TSA-approved combination lock that helps keep all of your belongings safe. With a sleeve that slides over your suitcase, away suitcases and bags work seamlessly together and move as one. Here's the kicker too. They have a hundred day free trial on everything away makes. And this holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash absolutely. That's awaytravel.com slash absolutely. Again, they have a hundred day free trial on everything away makes. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, even get lost in it for a hundred days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks about it. Again, go to awaytravel.com slash absolutely. That's awaytravel.com slash absolutely. Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous US, Europe, Canada, and Australia, except for personalized products. Awaytravel.com slash absolutely. You know, it is party time, baby. Okay, Kris Kringle is around the corner. And you know what? I got to look good. I got to look suited and booted, specifically booted with my holiday 
fabulous shoes from Steve Madden. Welcome to Holiday 2020 with Steve Madden in the spirit of the season. Steve Madden has an amazing collection of opulent party styles, sleek modern moments, and cold weather essentials, all with that Madden edge. And after all, you've been good all year, so isn't it time to treat yourself? You know what I like to say? Treat yourself, honey, with some Steve Madden. Your look will match your vibe, whether you're feeling nostalgic for holidays past or you're ready for a New Year's reset. Don't worry about the gifts and get together. Steve Madden will take care of it. The only thing you've got to give or serve this winter is looks, honey. It's looks. And with the overflowing possibilities of the approaching new year, these new styles guarantee you'll look good and feel fantastic during the holiday season. They have fabulous glitzy platform heels right now. They've got fantastic lovers and they have one of my favorite. It's like a slingback, right? Like a cozy, fuzzy slip on that just looks so yummy, so incredible. It is giving glamour. It is giving drama. It's giving classic. It's giving old school. It's giving Steve Madden. Hashtag it's giving Steve Madden, baby. And we love it. Use my code absolutely20 for 20% off. Again, go to stevemadden.com and use my code absolutely20. But anyways, long story short, Jesus Christ, I'm on a full tangent. I was sitting there going, maybe I felt a certain way because even though I was getting up on stage and sharing the material, maybe it's like some sort of weird subconscious deep trauma bond down in my fucking, you know, left aorta of my pussy. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucked up that talking about it every night and, and, and going through that emotional comedic journey, maybe like oddly took a toll on me and I like never realized it. I don't fucking know. It's already too deep and too layered. No, it's too deep and too layered. I think maybe it's just when I talked about the material, I felt a lot of stress for it to be perfect because I wanted to honor my dad and honor the the memory. I don't know. Fuck this. But guys, I'm sorry. This is why I need this bitch in Florida to call me back because it's not your job to dissect what's wrong with me. It's the fucking holiday season. I already know that that's what it is. I am feeling spread thin, overwhelmed. There's also this like overwhelming sense of pressure to do something what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What are you doing? I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a BLT and sit in the dark and catch up on the Beverly Hills Housewives and realize the franchise has gone to shit. And then I'm going to get really drunk on Pinot Noir that goes fantastic with a very good BLT. And I'm going to prank phone call Kathy Hilton and Erica Jane just because I can Because why? I've got a week off and time on my hands. Like, that's just what I want to do. And can I say something? A real curveball to the right. I used to love turkey. Turkey doesn't really fucking do it for me anymore. Like, I eat it, but it doesn't hit the spot. It doesn't tickle my titty the way it used to. I've always been kind of a steakhouse sides kind of gal. Like I never really need the steak. I want the cream spinach, the macaroni and cheese, potatoes are gratin, the wedge salad, the shrimp cocktail, the ahi tuna, the seafood tower. Like I want all of those things, but I don't need the per se, the meat, you know, Arby's. We got the meats. I don't want it. 
I want the curly fries with the horsey sauce. And I'm a heavy meat eater. I just don't need it. I don't crave it. So that's another thing on Thanksgiving. Everyone's like, you know what you're doing with the turkey? How fucking big is a turkey? Enough. How big's your turkey? I'm going to take a petite Cornish hen and add that to my BLT. So now it's a CBLT or just a clit. You can even take out the bacon. It's a Cornish hen lettuce tomato on toasted sourdough with Duke's mayo. Fuck me up. Right? Doesn't it feel everything's competitive in the holidays? When you get for Christmas? How big is your turkey? None of your fucking business. Nancy, none of your business. Walk away. And Nancy's like, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm just actually reaching for the same, the same turkey as you at this Whole Foods. And you're like, I felt your energy, bitch. And I don't know if you know this, but my dad died coming up on seven years. And I just shot a very emotional comedy special that was fucking hysterical. But at the end of the day, I really wish he was there for it. You know what I mean? But I'm going through an interesting creative process and I'm in a funk right now, Nancy. And I just cried on my podcast, which is nationally syndicated and gets millions of downloads a month. So a lot of people are going to be like, she's a little weak bitch. So I need you to know, I I felt your energy and your negative, negative fucking attitude staring me down because I went for the Cornish hen that's in the open fridge next to the organic turkeys, bitch. I don't want to do turkey this year. You want to know why? Because I already feel like a fucking turkey lurkey. I'm in a funk. And you know what isn't in a funk? This Cornish hen. It's regal. It's petite. It's everything we fucking want to be. And then Nancy's just like, you are going through something and I'm going to walk away. (laughs) Nancy's like, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. Do you want to join my pickleball team? And I'm like, yes, I thought you'd never ask. Dude, sometimes you just got to get it out. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at my my rules of my top five rules, you know, for my business says absolutely not productions. Number one, communication. The number one thing on my business plan is you got to communicate well with the people in your business. And this is absolutely not production's headquarters. This is the podcast. So I'm communicating with y'all that I am a little, I've just, it's, it's been the last couple weeks, but I think the pressure we put on ourselves to have these grandiose fucking holiday plans, it's all just so fucking stressful. And I am not, I please, I want everybody who hears this to know I'm not never complaining about my job. I have the best job in the world. But I also think like, I just, you know, I think I need a little little self-care me day. I haven't had a day off and I work every weekend. So while everybody else is, you know, kicking their feet up and flicking their bean on a Tuesday, I am doing 10 shows Thursday through Sunday. And then I come home and I work Monday, Tuesday, and then maybe I can get a manicure on a Wednesday and then I repack and I'm back on the road. So I just think I need to say no a little bit and I am supposed to go away for Thanksgiving. But you know what? I'm going to make myself a BLT. That's easy. And everybody else can fucking cook for themselves. I don't give a shit if they have a 40 pound fried fucking bird. I'm not doing it. I'm making a very nice BLT and I'll take the rest of the bacon and I'll put in a Ziploc baggie and I'll crush it up. You know what I mean? On the countertop. And then I'll use that remaining bacon for my wedge salad, my personal wedge salad that I will make the next day for lunch. So while everybody's having a, you know, leftover turkey sandwich, which always fucking gross me out where they take the leftover turkey and they put it on white bread with fucking cranberry and stuffing. That's disgusting. 
I don't know why. Just put it on a plate with the mashed potatoes. But when people put mashed potatoes and stuffing and cranberry and cold turkey in a mushy sandwich, that is absolutely the most vile thing I can think of. I like all of those flavors, but texture, texture wise, it's not for me. So you know what I'm going to be doing? Eating crunchy things the next day. Hungover with my personal wedge. And that is the end of my manifesto. And let's get into the voicemails. I am spiraling. I have screamed at a woman named Nancy. I am going to harass this fucking therapist to call me back. Because you know what? You know what? Actually, full circle, I think that the energy that all the Floridians brought to my shows this weekend is actually the energy I need to get out of this funk. And I had a great fucking time. But I don't know. How do I carry the energy from, you know, that Sunday night packed house show or like, how do I carry that energy into the next day? I think it is, it's the high of performing and then the come down of dealing with my own personal demons. And that, my friends, is a dark statement in a very enlightened and progressive train of thought. So that's what it is. See, I just worked all this out. I don't even need this bitch from Florida to call me back. What I need is the girlies who came out to West Palm to meet me at the border. I'll meet you at the tip of Georgia, Florida, and you guys bring the seafood, and I'll bring the BBQ, and let's fucking rage. Maybe every six months, we do a little Georgia, Florida border moment, and we meet, meet in the middle, and I'll bring the BBQ, and you bring the ahi tuna. Had a phenomenal poke bowl. Had a couple poke bowls that were fresh. You know, I love, you know what I love? A fucking grouper sandwich. That's what I want the day after Thanksgiving. I want a fried fish sandwich with a remoulade, a homemade tartare. I don't want a stuffed turkey plate sandwich. No. And if you eat those, you're an animal. If you want to sip on something absolutely delicious this holiday season, well, then you're going to love Sprit Society. Founded on the idea that taste matters, Sprit Society was created because life is too short for drinks that you don't love. The brand was built by an engaged and passionate community of Spritz lovers. Thousands of people were surveyed on what they wanted from their perfect beverage, talking about flavors, packaging, and more. And then they voted on their four original flavors, grapefruit, blood orange, pineapple, lemon, as well as their most recent launch, peach. I love the peach, but my favorite, of course, is a blood orange. The result was a canned sparkling cocktail that not only tastes amazing, but that you can feel good about drinking. They're low-calorie, low-sugar cocktails that are full of freaking flavors. Flavor. And Sprit Society takes an all-natural, recognizable ingredients and packs them into convenient sparkling canned cocktails that you can take anywhere. And because they're low-calorie and low-sugar, but with 6% alcohol by volume, that is guaranteed deliciousness. And if you don't know what to try first, it's easy. Get the Sprit Society Variety 8-Pack, which features all four flavors, all four of the original flavors, and add peach to your cart and complete the whole set. And thanks to our friends over at Sprit Society, you can try their iconic sparkling cocktails for 10% off by using code absolutely on spritzsociety.com. That's absolutely for 10% off on spritzsociety.com. That's S-P-R-I-T-Z society.com. You know, it's important 
your dental health. And you know how you can support that dental health with one of the best toothbrushes in the game. I am so glad they're a part of the podcast because, well, we're obsessed with them. And I'm talking about Quip. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist's recommended two-minute clean. I didn't even know you needed a two-minute clean. And then I got Quip and they were like, you've been doing it all wrong. And I am so happy I'm getting this dental education. It is a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. A multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. And reusable handles and a range of sleek metal hues, including best-selling all black, all pink, as well as a bright plastic colors to make sure you have a pop on your bathroom counter. I love everything about them. And if you go to getquip, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash absolutely. Right now, they'll give you your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash absolutely. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash absolutely. Quip, the good habits company. Get them. You'll love them. It's the friggin' best. Again, go to get quip.com slash absolutely right now and you'll get your first refill free. Don't mess around. You know what I mean? Don't mess around. When it comes to your healthier teeth, go to getquip.com slash absolutely for your first refill free. Okay. This is the most unhinged episode. I've cried. I've lied. And we are just going to do a heart pivot and get into the voicemails. Guys, I am starting the tour just so you know, the comeback tour officially in theaters is going to be starting December 2nd. That is Robin's 75th birthday weekend. It is going to be lit. We are opening back up in Montgomery. We're going to New Orleans. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I think I have like 10 shows before Christmas. And then we're going to be cranking it out in the new year. Also, great gift idea. Whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, Thanksgiving, get the gift of travel and fun and comedy come to the shows. It's going to be amazing. We had packed houses all weekend. So much fun in Huntsville, trying out the new stuff. And then we're going to take it on the road in the big theaters, darling. And we're gonna have a ton of fun. And Raymond opened for me this weekend. And that was a fucking blast. He was hysterical. And it's exciting to see him try his new stuff and get out there and spread his wings. I love supporting my friends creatively. It's fun. It's fun to be on the road with your friends. So anyways, moral of the story is, Everybody take 45 minutes for themselves to just go cry in the closet and figure it out. And then the subtext of the text and the full circle moment would be, you hate the holidays because one of your parents is dead or somebody you love is dead or you just got divorced and you're missing, you know, your old spouse. I don't know what it is, but I do think whatever that looks like for you emotionally around the holidays, we got to take the pressure off of that we're doing everything in the holidays. I don't want a gift. You know, the only gift I want is y'all to get get tickets and come giggle with me on the road. Because honestly, for 90 minutes a night on stage, that is where I feel the absolute most unbridled joy you can feel. I'm like a baby, a little baby elephant finding her legs again. And I'm just rolling around and I'm giggling and I love it. So come have some fun with me. If the holidays are hard for you, come have some fun with me. You know, we'll throw Jeff under the bus and have a giggle out. At his expense in a loving, positive way. Okay, as always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. Let's get into it. Hi, Heather. So my absolutely not is people who get on their phones at dinner parties. So my friends and I basically just had a little Friendsgiving, and 
it was fun. <laughs> the food was good. It really was fun. But you know what would have been a lot more fun? Is if people didn't get on their fucking phones and literally get on Instagram and Facebook while we're all sitting in the living room together trying to hang out, play some games, talk, whatever. Like, I'm sorry, but that to me is like probably one of the most annoying things and disrespectful things you could fucking do around all your friends and you're a guest in someone else's home. Like, yeah, go ahead and get on your phone for three hours and just sit there while the rest of us sit and watch you be on your phone. Like, I just can't. I, I don't know if it's my generation and the generations coming up, probably, but public announcement, get off your fucking phone when you're around your friends because it's just not necessary. Get on Instagram and Facebook on your own time when you're alone at your house or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, get on Instagram and shit when you're at work. <laughs> I don't know. Like, at a dinner party with all your friends is not the time to be on your phone. Like, just engage with people. Is it really that hard? I don't know. That I'm just, I'm at my wit's end. Um, love you. Mean it. And... Thank you for always making me laugh. Hey, baby girl, I could not agree with you more. And we'll keep this short and sweet, but listen, let's also make a challenge to ourselves. Absolutely not. Don't be the fucking asshole who comes over and sits like a bump on a fucking log. You're like an old turd just festering on the couch. I get crazy about that. I'm like, no phones at dinner. Put it down. We are having a conversation. I want everybody to go around and do a rose in their thorn of the fucking day. Like, it makes me fucking crazy. And I think sometimes we have to recheck ourselves with our etiquette, and that's okay. We're rechecking it emotionally, okay? We're dialing it in. You know, ring, ring. Are you good? Nah, bitch. That's okay. We're going to work through it. Ring, ring. Are you good? Yeah, I'm at a dinner party right now. I actually can't talk to you. Can I call you back later? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to watch your TikTok until after I leave and I'm in the Uber on the way home. Okay, thanks. Bye. That's it. Do you see what I just did there? Yeah. This is just get off of them. Let me tell you something right now. You're not missing anything on the interwebs. Do you know how mean these kids are on TikTok? I was laying in my bed in Florida after I'd done two shows. So that's like four and a half hours of comedy. You would think, I did two shows back to back. You'd think, okay, my adrenaline's coming down. I'm exhausted. I'm going to fall right asleep. It was, I shit you not. I look at the clock, it's 4.30 in the morning. I had been scrolling for about five and a half fucking hours. And, and I had the person on TikTok go, hold up, you've been scrolling for too long. Come up on my, on my TikTok for you page like six times. And then this new woman popped up and she's like, hey, are you feeling anxious? It's time to go to bed. Let's turn off TikTok. Like the app itself is telling me enough, bitch. Your brain is melting out of your fucking ears. Enough. And it's because I felt so much anxiety. I didn't even want to like close my eyes and be alone with my own thoughts, which is scary. You know what I mean? But why do we do this? Why is it too? You, I was, at one point we were all like Tina, Chris, Ray and I are all sitting in the room together and it's just like a nervous habit. We all just like pick up our phones and we're immediately all looking at Instagram. Why? We don't need to do that. If we all got hit by a bus tomorrow, what's the last thing we said to each other? Hey, I just sent you a meme. You know what I mean? Like enough. 
This is a great reminder. This holiday season, this is what I want you to do, okay? And also, side note, anybody who's at your party on Facebook, no. If you're having a Friendsgiving and, and your relatives aren't there, who the fuck is still posting on Facebook? Riddle me this. Now, if Aunt Gina is on Facebook posting about her turkey, let her live. She gets 10 minutes and then you know she's going to put the phone down. But this is, I think, our new challenge. I'm having a Friendsgiving this coming weekend. And this is what I'm going to do. Everybody put their phone in a fucking bowl. Put their phone on the counter. You're not allowed to touch your phone unless you're posting and we all watch you do it. Phones are down. And all my girlfriends who are, are mommies, you can have your phone on full sound. But we're all keeping them next to the bar. And if you hear ding, 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 like put on a special alert. So that, you know, it's a different chime when your babysitter texts you. And we'll all go, oh, Katie needs to check the babysitter. Do you? I'm not saying don't check on the well-being of your youth, but put them down. Put them fucking down. Nothing. I'm a very big judge. Like if we're sitting around and we can't have a conversation, you need to be just be on your phone. It's my biggest pet peeve. Put it down. I could be dead tomorrow. Don't you want to chit-chat with me? Do you want to look me in the eyes while we eat this burrito bowl, you bitch. Great reminder. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. I have, I have a somewhat traumatic, absolutely not to share with you. So I'm fairly recently single. I've been single for about a year now after a very long-term relationship. I'm going to stay anonymous. I'm in my mid thirties. So I'll be honest, I've been letting my freak flag fly a little bit since being single And, you know, I'm dating a lot. So I had a situation not too long ago where this very pleasant man took me on several dates. Then it came to the point of, you know, hooking up. And this guy looks me dead ass in my face and says, I'm going to put my hands inside of you, rip out your IED and get you pregnant. And that's just an absolutely not for me. Um, You know, that's what that's some audacity right there. And I'm just not okay with that. So needless to say, that ended real quick. And then, you know, this is even more recent. I went on a nice date with a gentleman. He was of European descendants, if that's the word. I don't know. Um, had a lovely accent. Had a nice time. Again, we go to hookup. And he bends over, tells me to eat his ass the very first time I have seen him naked. And that's just another absolutely not. I think that that type of behavior requires mm, a lot more dates. That's for sure. So I guess this is just for all my other single girls out there, you know, trying to get some needs met and just being met with absolute bullshit. So love and light. What a strong turn of events, if you will, for me going to crying about missing my father at the holidays to us talking about a woman who says a man wanted to rip out her IUD and get her pregnant. And that is why this is a beautiful community. Okay, one absolute yes, ma'am, to your sexual prowess and stepping into your feminine energy, your divine feminine energy. I'm so here for that. And you know what? It's all consensual. As long as it's safe and it's consensual, we're about it. It's an absolute yes. If we all are on the same page, do you know what I mean? But that is, that is one of the wilder things that I have ever heard. I want to rip out that IUD and I want to get you pregnant. You know who says that all the fucking time? 
Nick Cannon. He all the time. And you know, we haven't really touched on this because, you know, obviously he's growing a family good for him. But enough, Nick. Nicholas, enough. The 11 children. Who would want to pay that much child support? You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. I think it comes down to like this fetish. And I we were talking about it this weekend. It's a fetish of these guys who like get hot and horny about spreading their seed. I mean, obviously every guy wants like finish inside the goal. You know what I mean? But there's something, and I don't know what it's called, but there's this fetish of these guys who love to get women pregnant. Love it. And if that's just a part of your dirty talk, that's fine. You know what I mean? But also like, sir, no. In this political climate, no, sir. I have my IUD in there and it is holding on for dear fucking life because who knows when we're all going to become handmaid's tails and they're going to rip it from our bodies. I've backstocked about 25 fucking cases of birth control and I'm infertile. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a low egg count and I'm over here Packing the heat. Because you know what? When it really goes down in a handbasket and we're going back to olden times and we got like a commissary, you know, the Oregon trails hit. Somebody's coming down the river and I have the little shack on the side for all the the, tra- the weary travelers. You know what I'm going to be selling? Lemonade and birth control. Baby. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I would love your reaction to that. Oh, girl, I'm going to rip out that IUD and get you pregnant. So actually, Charles, we met three days ago at an Applebee's. You will absolutely not do that because I'm not even sure if you have a proper bed. You most likely don't even have a headboard wherever you live because, you know, single guys, We if you meet a single guy who has a headboard and like a duvet on their bed, marry that man. It is few and far between. And again, we are keeping our expectations low so that we are surprised on a Wednesday. Now, the other situation, ma'am, that you said, a man, the first time you're, you are getting sensual with this man, he just bends over and says, eat my butt. That is, I need to know, I need to have met every single one of your family members before I am even looking at your third eye. Do you know what I mean? I need to do, and it's not even... I don't even know, need to know your sexual history. I need to just do kind of like a mental check on the whole family. I need to know, do we have an uncle that's three states over that maybe is going to do some time for tax fraud? That is how deep I need to be ingrained into the family dynamic before I am even going to think about doing anything to your butt. And I've been married 12 years and I will... Well, never say never, but I I am not actively seeking that area on my husband. You know what I mean? And again, these are things that I probably should share with the therapist in Florida who won't text me back, but that is very aggressive. I mean, if you're going in to do the sex, I think like a, like oral sex is more invasive than just sex, sex. And I know a lot of people are going to think that's fucking crazy, but to me, it's way more intimate to put your mouth on something than if you're just like laying there, like we've all done it where we're laying there and like, okay, Charlie, let's wrap this up. You know what I mean? And (laughs) you're thinking about the snack that you got in the fridge waiting on you. You're like, "Mm." 
I did, after I accosted that woman, Nancy, at Whole Foods, I did also pick up a little bit of that Whole Foods branded Sonoma chicken salad that's got the grapes and the pecans in it. So if we could just hurry this up, you know, but please pull out. Do not, I've not given you permission to impregnate me. Please pull out. And then I'm going to get a nice, delicious snack of the Sonoma chicken salad from Whole Foods. That is where my brain goes. I'm not eating your butt. I don't even know you, sir. Do you have a good relationship with your sister? First question out the gate. You know what I'm not doing? Putting my mouth anywhere even near your penis if I don't know if you still talk to your brother. (laughs) I have been very prude about oral sex, but I'll tell you what right now, the handyman could have just laid on top of me. You know what I mean? And that's... (laughs) I feel like it's so much more intimate to put somebody's genitals near your mouth. No, no, no. And trust and believe, I have lived a fun life, okay? Got the old ball and chain now and tell you what, yeah, tell you what, if Jeff even bent over in the shower, I would call 911. Get out of here. And I, you know, I'm at the point in my marriage where every like six months I got to get under there and find an ingrown hair or something. You know, Jeff's like, something's been itching me or, you know, whatever. And he does the same for me. That is also, it's a primal response to, why am I fucking talking about this on the fucking podcast? What I'm trying to say is it's too soon. You don't know this person. You don't know what kind of tax bracket they're in. You don't know their relationship with their siblings whether or not they call their mom on Mother's Day. You need to know all of those things. Whether or not, you know, they got mono as a kid because that can store some deep trauma. You need to know these things. You know, whether the kind of person who takes a piece of soft white bread the day after Thanksgiving and shoves other mushy things cold from the fridge in the sandwich. Now, if it's heated up and toasted on a like a buttery croissant or a crisp baguette, I will fuck with that. But these folks who just get out white slabs of soft, loose bread and shove cranberry and mashed potatoes and a slice of turkey with a congealed gravy in it and call that lunch are serial killers. And that, my friend, is the kind of person who'll ask you to eat your ass on the first fucking date. And if that happens, that's how you test them. You want to know if you're a lady in the street but a freak in the sheets? What do you eat the day after Thanksgiving? You filthy slut. It's forward. It's very forward. But I think if you're going to put your mouth near anybody's, you know, back door or front door, we need a commitment. It doesn't have to be marriage, but we need to look each other eye to eye and go, If we were at an ATM in a shady part of town, I would watch your back. Do you know what I mean? And I know you'd watch mine. That to me is a commitment. But I'm not, I am not putting your rogue dong near my face if you're eating a fucking Thanksgiving sandwich day after. It's BLT or bus, baby. But also remember, stay safe and stay consensual. Let's get to the next voicemail. 
Hi, Heather. My name is Heidi, and I live in New York City, and I'm calling with an absolutely yes, and that is that there are now episodes of MTV's My Super Sweet 16 on Hulu. I'm 28. I used to watch this as a teenager and be so jealous of these girls. Um, I'm watching an episode now, and this girl created her own fragrance for party favors. Her father flew her to Paris for the day to pick out her party dress. She held these auditions for people in her school to be part of her pre-party fashion show, and girls are so genuinely upset that they didn't make the cut. They all have extravagant entrances and do hip-hop routines at their parties. You know, it's the epitome of the early 2000s. Absolutely, yes, these unapologetic girls who were spoiled divas for our entertainment. I love them, and I love you. Bye, Heather. If you didn't just give us such a core memory throwback, oh my God, my super sweet 16 on MTV was fucking everything. Also, let's talk about this for a second. Absolutely yes to this. This this is what I needed. This is going to get me out of my funk. Watching just like self-indulgent teen brats get spoiled by their fathers who are 100% having affairs on the mom. You know what I mean? Wasn't a happy marriage in any of those episodes. First of all, the girl getting flown to Paris for the day, I couldn't think of a more horrific thing to do. Do you know how severe the jet lag can hit you going across the pond? Why would you want to go to Paris for a day? No. Also, I love it. She had a fashion show. And you know this girl lived in like fucking Michigan. And that's no hater, no shade to Michigan. But you know what I mean? That'd be like if me from Georgia had my super sweet 16 and I flew everyone into Milan, Italy. And then we picked out clothes at, you know, Prada or Armani. And then we brought them back and put them on our awkward little 16-year-old bodies. And all the girlies wanted to be in my pre-birthday party fashion show. You know what I can't think of? A worse thing to do than be in a fashion show before a birthday party. You know what I'm saying? I'm already sweating so bad thinking about you know, I'm just so excited to go to the party. I'm already sweat through my dress from the limited like seven times, you know, and Bloomingdale's was like just a thing when we were coming up. Do you remember if you like got a dress from Bloomingdale's from homecoming, you were like the fucking tits. And this bitch rolls in with a couture gown from Armani. But you know what? She didn't look good in it. You want to know why? Because she was so fucking jet lagged. The makeup artist who did that beat on that 16-year-old face couldn't fix the, the bags under her eyes because that's an insane thing to do. If Adele called me, who, whom I love, if Adele called me and was like, I need you to come to Paris for 24 hours. You're going to fly there and fly back same night. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I need at least two days to adjust and I need six days for croissants. Dude, do you know what I did for my sweet 16? I shit you not. For my 16th birthday, we went to Joe's Crab Shack by North Point Mall, which is in the suburb in Atlanta. And I'll never forget, I had like a shirt from Hollister on and I had like showed a little bit of midriff and a pair of cool khaki like fitted bell-bottom pants and a pair of rocket dog fucking sneakers. And we and we took a limo. We took a limo to Joe's Crab Shack. And the reason I love Joe's Crab Shack is because you could sing there. So what they would do is they'd play songs. And after you like cracked open your fucking crab leg, dipped it in butter, sucked it down, 
they'd like play songs and Mandy Moore's Candy came on. And I remember I literally got up on the table, 16, like a little hussy. And I was like, I'm missing you like candy. I'm 99% sure. And then, it because it was my birthday, they came around, they brought out the cake, and I got up on the table and I sang A Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Now, if you don't know this about me, I used to have an angelic singing voice and I lost it to a sh- hard battle of acid reflux that eventually gave me nodules on my vocal cords, a la Ashley Simpson's. If you remember when she had a two or three hit albums, and then she choked on SNL and they had to go to an immediate commercial break. That's because, I mean, you can hear me now, I'm hoarse. I used to talk up here. And now I live in this area. You know what I mean? That was the peak highlight of my 16-year-old party. And then my girlfriends and I, we got back in the limo. We went to the mall. We hit like 16 stores. We went to Hot Topic and bought chokers and like t-shirts that would say things that were like so taboo. I'll never forget. There was a shirt at Abercrombie that was like 9-11 adjacent that said something like Twin Towers. And like we all bought them. Like horrific, horrible. And our parents didn't even know. And like shame on Abercrombie for making that kind of shit. Right? Don't y'all remember that? Am I crazy? It was like a punny t-shirt. You'd always go to Hot Topics for that. Always. Dude, Hot Topics. And I wasn't a Hot Topics girly. Like I was a, a more of a preppy girly. Like I was hanging out. Dude, White House Black Market. I got every single one of my homecoming dresses at White House Black Market. Because I was already had an adult's body, but I would go in there and just get like the, oh, dude, if you knew a White House black market, you were fucking rich, thriving. And I'd go in there and I'd pick out like 16 things. And then they had like the shitty pair of heels that were only a size seven in the back, but you'd like try them on with the dress to feel like so exclusive. And then my fat fucking size 10 feet would have to like shove into these little size seven little kitten heels. And I'd come around the corner in a horrific taffeta and organza White House black market dress. Also like a terrible name for a store. White House black market seems like <laughs> we need to do a little rebranding there if you know what I'm saying. Didn't, it's not great. Didn't, didn't pack the same punch. Oh, that was the best. We had a store in Atlanta and I feel like it was nationwide called Cachet. And you would go in there and it was like half stuff for your grandma and then half just slutty sequin dresses. If you were in pageants or if you were going to prom, we would go into Cachet and tear it up. I just ping pong back and forth from Bloomies to Hot Topic to Abercrombie to Cachet to White House Black Market. And then I would be at the freaking food court at the Japanese grill. You know what I mean? Eating like an Asian fusion moment where it was like half chicken teriyaki, but then they had like some sort of weird fruit salad. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. And then they'd have like a rice pilaf. And you're like, I know that rice pilaf is not traditionally an Asian inspired dish, but I'm going to lean in and I'm going to go for it. You know what I'm saying? You just Arrive, and then I get dipping dots on the way out of the mall, and then just look at the Paul Blart Mall security cop and be like, 
fuck you. Fuck you, Dennis. I'll see you next week. He's like, yeah, okay, Heather, get in your limo. Get in your limo with all your cool girls. You guys went to Joe's Crab Shack. Real cool. And I'm like, fuck you, Dennis. You can't stop us. Oh, my God. My Sweet 16 was so good. Who was it? There was somebody from Atlanta. Was it Little Wayne's daughter? She might have been on it. Regine Carter. I think she was on it. And remember these kids that would get like a Porsche or Mercedes and you were so jealous. So jealous. You're like, wait. And they'd always have some like famous, other famous celebrity perform, like Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow performed at every single Sweet 16 party exclusively for MTV. Like every single episode. It didn't matter if they were like, you know, a country music fan family from like Nashville, Tennessee that had a ton of money. They, it, they're still like, and guess who the surprise performance is by? Little Bow Wow. <laughs> like, did not matter. Little Bow Wow ran the MTV My Super Sweet 16 circuit for a long time. And they all got a Porsche. Or sometimes they would be like clueless, like share adjacent with like a white Jeep Grand Cherokee or white Jeep Wrangler. Oh my God. That was the fucking best. But I specifically remember the girl who got flown to Paris for a day. And you're just thinking, I remember being like 14 watching it being like, she's so tired. She's too tired. Like, did she literally go there for a day? That's exhausting. That's how, that's how my brain worked. But yeah, dude, if anybody who's listening to this went to my super sweet 16 and it was just my girlfriends, like I didn't have a co-ed party. I wanted, and this is how self-indulgent and narcissistic I was at 16. I wanted to take all my girlfriends for a seafood tower, but then have them listen to me sing on the table. And they're like, can you please get away from the cocktail sauce? Like I want to dip my shrimp fritters in the cocktail sauce. And like your rocket dogs are like eerily close right now to the shrimp cocktail sauce right now. Like, why are you on the table singing Little Mermaid? Because I, I, you know, I just needed it. Didn't need attention from the boys, but I needed my girlfriends to look at me while my little pooch was hanging out of my midriff shirt. And I needed them to say, happy 16th, you dirty bitch. That's what I needed. And then we took a limo to the mall and we tore it up and we bought horrifically like inappropriate t-shirts at Hot Topic. And we would like tie them up to the side with like a rubber band, like a hair thingy, a hair tie around the side. And we were like, you can't stop me. You know what I mean? It was always some sort of like stupid t-shirt with some horrible pun on it. Let's look. Hold on. I'm going to look. Oh, remember Hot Topic had the t-shirt wall, dude. They had the wall. And it was a mixture of like rock bands. Like remember when, oh, everybody had the Bush. The Bush cover album t-shirt you had to get at Hot Topics. And then we all got like The Who and Pink Floyd t-shirts, even though we were not listening to that. My dad was. But I remember getting like a, a Rolling Stone t-shirt or The Who and I'd never even like listened to the band. Oh, I did have a Sublime t-shirt though that I thought was like so fucking cool. 
Now, I listen to The Who and Pink Floyd all the time now. In fact, I wear one of my dad's t-shirts to bed and it's his Pink Floyd was his favorite band. And I wear that all the time. But that was like the fucking shit. Oh my God. And there were the kids that were like leaned into Hot Topic and they would wear like Slipknot or Tool t-shirts or like Iron Maiden. And we were like scared of them, but low key, they like made really good boyfriends. You know what I mean? They were always named Dylan, Trevor, Chaz with a Z. And they would have like a t-shirt on that said like Disturbed. And they'd have the skater sneakers on, but they didn't skate. They actually did something like very preppy, like soccer or, or equestrian. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Remember that black tee, the Led Zeppelin tee was black and it had the bat on it and it was the outline. I remember going to Hot Topic and getting a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and wearing that and like tying it up to the side with my little hair tie around it. And I was like, I am so fucking artsy. I am so cool. And they're like, ma'am, you cannot get on the table at Outback Steakhouse. This is not the same as Joe's Crab Shack. Please. You just stepped in your rocket with your rocket dog platform sneaker into a woman's blooming onion. And now there's about to be a brawl. There's going to be a bar fight at this mall adjacent Outback Steakhouse. Also, where are your parents, ma'am? And I'd be like, they don't even know I'm here. I'm just performing at this Outback. And then next, I'm going to Chili's. And then I'm going to go to Applebee's. And then a Bennigan's if those are still open. You know what? Can I tell you, this is a very full circle moment for me. Thank you. Thank you for bringing in this voicemail. This is full circle. It really brings it around. If you're in a funk right now, I want you to go on Hulu and I want you to watch my super sweet 16. Watch how overproduced it was. Watch how terrible the kids were. How insufferable the fucking parents were. And when you watch it, you can feel the tension. You can feel the tension. The parents fucking hate each other. Every single one of those parents. It was the rich dad who was like a dentist who never spent time at home and was like totally addicted to pills. And then the mom who was completely delusional and was like, was like it literally in her interviews, she'd be like, I, he is not sleeping with his dental hygienist, Tiffany. No fucking way. No way, but it is weird that she's flying with my daughter to Paris for the day to pick out a Valentine address. That is amazing. That's what we needed. This is the kind of energy that we needed. And this is why I love this podcast. Because sometimes you guys remind me, we don't need to be full throttle all the time and get bogged down in our own bullshit. We need to go look at other people's family trauma and childhood trauma from my super sweet 16. <laughs> So good. So good. And I think I might try and see if, is Hot Topic still online? Like, do they have a, like, hottopic.com? It's probably going to be like some porn website. Dude, Hot Topic still exists. <gasps> band merch. Go to band merch. I'm buying every t-shirt. Guys, there is so much band merch. And all the t-shirts are like $16. So if you think that I'm going to a concert and buying somebody else's merch, I'm not. I'm buying the band merch low-key from Hot Topic. Support, support Hot Topic. Wow. This just made me so excited. I'm ordering 55 fucking things tonight. Okay, listen. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for calling into the podcast. We are going to get into the thick of things. Hey, guys, I'm going to be on the Today Show this Thursday. 
tune in. I'm going to be with Hoda and Jenna. I'm popping in, announcing a very big announcement for the tour. We have another city that's coming on sale and those tickets are going to go super fucking quick. So this Thursday, tune in to the 10 a.m. hour on the Today Show. I am going to be spilling the tea on the next place that we're going to on the comeback tour. The show's going to be in March and it's one of my favorite cities. It's got a lot of bachelorettes in it. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeehaw. Let's get to it. In the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Thank you for letting me go through my shit today. And hopefully this fucking therapist will call me back. I'll talk to you guys next time on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.